Yes. Okay. Uh, episode 54. Hi, I'm Mary McGinley, and this is The Leftscape, The Shape of Progressive Conversation. Welcome. Hi, this is Wendy Sheridan. Hi, this is Robin Renee. And today is Congressional Startup Day. And that is a day that um, entrepreneurs and people who own small businesses um, go to their congressperson to talk about their concerns about business in their area, um, in their area. Is that, that's it, right? It's also, yes, because all of Congress is on recess and they're all back in their home districts and we should be, even if you don't own a business, you should be talking, you know, reaching out to your congressman, congressperson and uh, voicing your concerns about our government because now's the time. (laughs) But I never stop. Yes. I'm always reaching out. Yeah, but you can reach them in person now because they're local. They're not in D.C. this this month. So mm-hmm. um, so what else is going on this week? Yep. Uh, August 24th is Krishna Janmashtami, and that is the celebration of Krishna's birthday in the Hindu tradition. I usually go to temple on that uh, night for the midnight happenings, which are very, very beautiful. And it's uh, something I enjoy a lot. I look forward to every year. And uh, August 28th is National Power Rangers Day. So Yay. <laughs> that sounds we like could, lots of fun. And August would 28th. Would we go to the Power Rangers temple for that? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what? There probably is one. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably some somebody's basement where they're living in their mom's house. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. Nerd, I'm sorry. No geek shaming. <laughs> and... Um, and it's also a more somber day. It's National Rainbow Bridge Remembrance Day uh, when we remember our pets who have passed. So I will think of Julio and Conrad and Fluffy <laughs> so, and various. Kishta and Alice. Yeah. Oh. I'm not naming all of my dead pets. There's okay. too many. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. And uh, we want to say happy birthday to a bunch of people. On the 21st, uh, happy birthday to Kenny Rogers. And on the 22nd, happy birthday to Beanie Man, James Corden, and Evie Oddly. Uh, The 23rd, I want to um, never give up and wish Rick Springfield a happy birthday. (laughs) Dr. Noah Drake. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and on the 24th is Kevin A. Patterson's birthday. Who is yeah, Kevin Patterson? just talked to him. Kevin oh, 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 that one. Yes, that <laughs> one. <laughs> the author of, one of the authors of the For Hire comic, uh, uh, superhero novel series, which is Yeah, that we great. just had on the yes. show. Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, just in case anybody missed the last show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now well, listen know. to the last show if you want to hear him talk. Yes. <laughs> um, and on the 25th is the birthdays of Elvis Costello, Gene Simmons, Rob Halford, Sean Connery, and Tim Burton. Wow, that's an eventful day. Yeah. And on the 27th, uh, happy birthday to Caesar Milan, Paul Rubens, and especially Robin Renee. Yay! <laughs> Yay, thank you. Do you I have like- any plans? Uh, probably, I might be a half day beach venture or something like that. I think it's going to be pretty chill. I don't know. 
but uh, I like sharing a birthday with Pee Wee Herman and the Dog Whisperer. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. is cool. That's very cool. So we don't have a huge amount of news this week, and part of it there is, is... There is news. We oh, just I don't know. want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's why I say we're not talking a lot about news this week because I have been hiding in my blanket fort, and I intend to stay there uh, until September, honestly. Um, and, and it's really interesting. I've had at least four friends who post, who we interact with regularly on social media... Uh, stepping away from Facebook uh, for an indeterminate amount of time just because they can't deal with all of what our timelines have turned into. You know, the the constant barrage of horrific stories. <laughs> you know, and it's it's not just... It's cool to read it once to be aware and then it's like it floods your timeline because everybody's sharing it it's like i have seen so many pictures for example of, of epstein in the last few days I, i've never want to see another picture of him again you know it's yeah. it's overwhelming yeah it's um i think it is you know self-care is a really important idea <laughs> and i i totally get when you want to step away i can kind of uh inundate myself with news sometimes and it's a, it, there's a point where it doesn't feel good so it's it's a good idea to take breaks when you need to yeah um, sometimes it, it seems like everything is so negative that that you falling down into a dark hole and we have to get out of it and take care of ourselves sometime with by doing something positive maybe something feeling like we're accomplishing something and i think that that kind of leads us to the idea of voting with your dollars yeah yes and that's our that's our main topic today that we'll be talking about absolutely but in the meantime um we do want to get people aware that there's a march being organized for september 21st in washington dc the we the people march and I think, Robin, you have, like, information about that a little bit? Well, I just have uh, very little uh, information about it. It's, uh, it's happening. It's a thing. There are going to be um, a lot of um, solidarity marches. So if you can't make it to D.C., you could um, imagine there would be one in Philadelphia and New York and other cities. But you can check their website for that, which is wethepeoplemarch.org. And it's being organized by activist and author Amy Siskind, who wrote The List, a week-by-week reckoning of Trump's first year. So, mm. and um, so, so is the march about Trump? Is that what it is? Or well, what? it's about uh, it's about recognizing that what's happening now is not normal and and taking back our power, basically. Um, and- you know, so it's. Um, that's really what it is. It seems like it's, it, as far as I can tell, and, and I am just new to sort of recognizing or reading about what what its, uh, its focus is, but I think it's one of those sort of, we need to make, we need to be visible and, and, and partly inspired by what's happening in Puerto Rico and what's happened in Puerto Rico and things like that, that getting massive amounts of people in the street to stand up and say like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
like be, like Beto O'Rourke said, members of the press, what the fuck? <laughs> Which yeah. is a great quote. It's <laughs> an amazing quote. Yeah. But but I think we need to say that in general. But anyway, yeah. the mission statement for We the People is um, we the people are marching to be seen and heard. We are marching to remind our elected officials that they work for us. We're marching because the current regime is a threat to our democracy and values. We are marching to demand action. Silence and inaction are complicity. So it's basically, we must do something. Let's start here. We're doing, so this is like a, a overarching umbrella march saying, this is not normal. This is the not normal. We, we remember what normal is supposed to be. Right. It's kind of like how the Women's March was. I think it really spoke to a lot of different issues, but got people motivated to do to go back and do their activism in their own corners. Yeah. You know? Well, that's one of the, another reason why I'm blanket fording in August, because I need to recharge the batteries a lot. I need mm -hmm. a lot of battery recharging. I'm, yeah. yeah, we got to do it to keep healthy. <laughs> and, you know, I would like to go to this march in D.C. if I can make it and... It is it it is it's tiresome, you know. I mean, I do a fair amount of, um, well, not a whole lot now, but but hosting events uh, in poly and by communities and that sort of thing, and there, it can become a grind, you know. It can become uh, with everything else, like uh, it's just it's too much, and maybe I don't want to do anything at all for a while, and <laughs> I'm being able to pass that off and, and help have people help facilitate and things like that has been a good thing for me. So yeah, take your time or switch responsibilities or whatever you need to do, you know? Uh, so that's happening. And I guess that is a weird little segue to the other news <laughs> item <laughs> that happened yesterday. Uh, well, we're recording this on uh, August 13th and yesterday in our moment of time now Jaleesa Johnson announced that she is leaving Muller She Wrote and the Daily Beans podcast and I'm such a huge fan of the three of them together and, and what they've created um, it's like you know I, I, I never I mean I, I, I like podcasts and I've listened to a bunch of things but they are really like my favorite band right now <laughs> so it's really it was a shock. A lot of people were in shock on Twitter yesterday when that came out. Um, she's moving to Seattle. There's not a clear reason what happened, but it was very kind of abrupt. And, um, you know, I wish her well. And she's got a GoFundMe going that I think she's got on, at least on Twitter and probably Facebook also that you can find and uh, to help her get to her next place in life. She's going to be doing her, the Rachel Maddow show full-time now and some other stuff i guess um so that's a big change in my in my world and in the world wow. of a lot of people because muller she wrote really uh has kept a lot of people sane for a long time and you know obviously the show's going on and they're I, I guess they're doing i don't know what else they're doing you know um there's a new host with ag today on the daily beans this morning named amanda which i hadn't heard before so that's something's up <laughs> and uh you know i just wish i wish jaleesa well she we i spoke to her i believe it was episode 49 um on the left gave and it was a great conversation and it, it was just was. great meeting her and hanging out so um where do they do that podcast uh they're in they're in san diego 
Okay. San Diego yeah. to Seattle is a bit of far, a far climate for change for her. Yeah, it's a climate yeah. change, although it'll be warmer because that's where her girlfriend is now. So <laughs> I guess that's one good thing. But um, yeah, this is a, it's been a sad few hours for me since I heard this news. So all the best to Delisa. Well, people who report the news every day complain about how much of a breakneck speed we have with things happening right now, and uh, it's really hard to keep up. So for us, who we record uh, currently, it's every couple of weeks, by the time you get our episode, sometimes things have changed. So um, in this case, I'm very happy to report uh, that Jaleesa Johnson is now back on Muller She Wrote and Daily Beans Pod. Um, so I'm not sure all what happened, but uh, she tweeted a couple of days ago. Hey guys, thanks again for all your support. Here's a quick update. I thought I was going to have to move, but we were able to work out a way for me to stay on Muller She Wrote and Daily Beans Pod for at least a little while longer. That means everything is going to be okay. And I'm hoping that uh, a little while longer turns out to be a long time because I really uh, think it's a great podcast. So uh, I guess for this week, our only real news is that um, there's going to be a march on Washington, and I think that's good news. So there you go. Hey, I'm Julissa Johnson from Muller She Wrote and The Racial Maddow Show, and you're listening to The Leftscape the shape of progressive conversation. Lovely listeners, we love you all and we'd love to hear from you. So post your comments on our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And please go to iTunes or wherever you go to get your podcasts and give us a five-star review. We really need those reviews and that would help us out a lot. Thanks a lot. Wendy here asking you to protest by mail with protest postcards, as seen on the successful Postcards Against Fascism Kickstarter. Twelve different designs to choose from or get all of them in a special collection. All the profits from the child separation cards will go to Races in Texas that provides legal help for the detained immigrants at our border. Time to do something. Mail a postcard. Our friend Scott Brown, um, sometimes listener of the podcast, although I know he said he is sick of the politics too, so sometimes he sits it out. <laughs> but one of the things he said that he finds um, really important to him is voting with his dollars. And he suggested this topic to us because he there are certain places he will frequent and certain places he absolutely will not based on their politics and who they support. So we thought we'd have a conversation based on those thoughts okay yeah i i agree there are actually i could off the top of my head there are places i refuse to go to uh and two of them are walmart and hobby lobby mm -hmm. and <laughs> and that uh and and my reasons for that aren't or well i guess they are political uh it's because walmart doesn't pay their employees enough and requ and requires you know and and thinks that food stamps and public assistance is um is you know a way to keep their workforce cheap and i don't like subsidizing them 
and uh, Hobby Lobby, um, other than besides the the feeling that I would burst into flames walking through their door, uh, <laughs> because <laughs> um, uh, it's I have so many reasons to avoid Hobby Lobby. Uh, it's they are they are definitely not pagan friendly. They are not LGBT friendly. They are not Jewish friendly. They and they and they um and they they uh, were supporting ISIS by buying up antiquities from them. Wow! Wow! See, I did yeah. not know all that. I the oh, only yeah. part of that I knew was that Hobby Lobby was anti LGBT. Yeah. So well, and that and, and, and also and the, Hobby Lobby, the whole thing about health insurance. And yes, they're they they're women. Supreme, they're their court, their Supreme Court decision. That's right. Is just evil. Uh, that's that they don't need to su supply. Um, they religious, they're using control? religious religious grounds okay. for denying uh, employee benefits. Right. Which is bullshit. But, you know what's really strange to me when you say that about Hobby Lobby is I was thinking that you're one of the craftiest people I know, and so they are really losing out a lot. By, they don't care. Yeah, by not, and yet they don't care. No, it's just I mean, really it, stupid of them that if they're going to antagonize all the pagan people, pagan people love crafts. Yeah, right? but we're like one percent of the population, if that, or less. Yeah, but what know? percentage are you of people who buy crafty things? Obviously, not enough. Oh, okay. Well, you know, so I, that's a good point. Um, I do want to get to some of the other companies that we think about, but I'm curious about. This is um, the low hanging fruit, people. This is, yeah. yeah, like why? Um, so do you do you not go just because you feel personally insulted by them, or do you feel yeah. like you can eventually create change if enough people don't go there or, um, or make a make a make noise about it? I I don't really make noise about it. I just spend my craft dollars everywhere else. I mean, so you don't want to else. support them? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to support them, and I don't support them. Mm -hmm. um, and and I remember the last time I actually went into a Walmart to buy something, it was because they were the only place that had canning supplies, and that's changed, so I don't have to even go in there for a jar. Um, you know, and it's like... So, so you know what though? So you went into Walmart for the canning supplies because they were the only one there. Did you feel guilty when you? I did. Yeah, I felt well, terrible. There's but, there's a but, whole lot of people that Walmart is the only place they can afford to shop, and oh, yet you're making them feel guilty. No, I'm not. I'm not telling them. I'm not telling people not to shop at Walmart. I'm telling. I'm telling people why I don't shop at Walmart. Mm -hmm. um, and they also the other thing I I really get annoyed that their their business practice of of coming into a, a small area and driving all of the mom and pop stores out of business, and then they close. Yeah. Because that's happened. And then what does this community, this community's fucking stuck now. They got nothing. Mm. And, and except like a big empty building. <laughs> Where they can house immigrants. Oh, Please. God. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> now but, I feel <laughs> But I feel, um, I hear what you're saying, Mary. And I think that my intention would never be to say that, you know, my politics need to supersede your 
basic needs, you know, because there are a lot of places where like the big, big box stores or even sometimes small in sometimes food deserts where there isn't even a big store. You know, there's a lot of different situations where people have. Well, there are a lot of situations that people are in based on, you know, what's available to them. And that, I think, is, um, you know, people need to do what they need to do. So I absolutely don't think you can tell everyone, like, you should never go here under any circumstance. But if you have the means to get to someplace else, um, I think that those are the choices we can make, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's part of the problem, like you said, Wendy, with a big place like Walmart, that um, they do drive out other things and then... So that it, that can become someone's only choice. Yeah. So that's you know I can understand going to get what you need where you where you can you know. Yeah. I mean, well, the other thing is they they are like they it's like they hate Costco for some reason, and who, they you know because I hates like Costco? the Walmart. Oh, Walmart does the oh. Waltons. The Waltons hate Costco. Well, Costco is a is a here. And let, me, let me give Costco a plug. Um, they're, they compete in, in similar, but not the same. It's like, it's like BJ's is Walmart's direct competition to Costco. Um, and Costco is primarily a employee owned company. Um, and they pay their workers very well. I have, uh, my husband's drummer or ex drummer. Cause he can't really, he's got physical issues now that are preventing him from drumming which is very sad but uh he's worked for costco i think for close to 30 years now and you know it's it's and we've been going there the prices are okay uh there's a lot of times there's not the variety that you may want but um i like shopping there because of how they treat their employees and and um I feel I feel better and it's and this like the Costco I go to there they put up a Walmart right next to it and you know and it and it gets really petty because like the big sign that says like all the different stores that are in this shopping area the Walmart owns that apparently because Costco isn't on that list and it's like the next it's like bigger it's a bigger physical building than the Walmart hmm. you know it's it you know so that always felt seems petty to me it's like mm. no, you can't you can't share our sign. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I did not know about that rivalry. Although it's good to know about Costco, I've never really gone to it. But um, well, if you're one person, it's, it's sort of you know, it's definitely <laughs> how often, to, how long does it take you to go through a case of toilet paper, for example? You well, know, yeah, but. <laughs> I guess I could stock up. <laughs> well, you go there once for toilet paper, and you'll be stocked up for the year. Yeah, yeah really. Well, that's, well, it, and and I and and then I had heard on NPR years ago, a couple of years ago, um, that they this economist was giving a um, a case for why buying and buying a ridiculous amount of bulk things is actually better for your. It's like an investment because let's say. Because, for example, let me give you an example. Uh, Dawn dishwashing liquid, which I use to wash my pots and pans. And they sell, like, in a gallon. You're getting, like, this gallon bottle of it. And uh -huh. and then I started getting very um, OCD. And I would write the date when I opened the bottle just to know how long it lasts. They last about a year, 18 months sometimes. Wow. Yeah. That's and, a big bottle. Yeah. But apparently, if I had been buying smaller bottles... Uh, during the year, I would have spent more of my money 
even if the price goes up because if you haven't spent it, it's like he was saying you know if the price goes up 10 percent and you've just spent a year not buying it you just made 10 percent on the money that you didn't spend or something it and was, think of all those plastic bottles yeah in that mm -hmm. too well yeah i have a small one that i refill from the big one and but yeah. you have to have storage space to keep yeah. all this stuff That's that was thing. always my problem with it is i just don't have any place to put uh, a case of paper towels <laughs> So I've been exploring like the lists of companies and, and who they support. And some that I've seen are um, some, a lot of companies give to both de Democrats and Republicans. Yeah. And, really? And that makes sense. It, it's yeah. if like the, the business insider list, are we going to, are we going to publish some of these articles on our Absolutely, website? Absolutely. Yeah. They'll okay. be on our site, but I was looking at business insider, but go ahead. Yeah. Andy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, the business insider list, um, there's a few companies that are definitely skewed democratic and that made me happy. And the things like, you know, Facebook and, uh, a lot of the tech companies. Yeah. I was going to say Intel was one. Yeah. But That's a lot of the company. other ones, and, and it's like pretty obvious, like the energy companies skew heavier to the Republican side, but most of the other companies, um, like here, like Johnson and Johnson, for example, um, they, it's like 45% to Republicans and 52% to Democrats. Um, yep. so a lot the of them are close to 50, 50, <laughs> a lot of them are close to 50, 50. And I think it's, it's them hedging their bets. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. You know, they're when they're that big, they really need to, they can't play favorites. Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that's an interesting thing. And I guess for me, it's about. Well, first of all, it's very hard for me to think about every every company. Like, I, I can't. I'm I'm not sure I can hold it into my brain. Like, what what company supports everything and make decisions <laughs> all, about this all the time? So I know that there are like sort of little like you did said, Wendy. Wendy, there are like a certain some companies like you just definitely don't support. Um, and I guess I have that in my mind too for for a couple companies. But mm. some of these are like I never even thought about the airlines and who are supporting and that sort of thing. And they were right. A lot of those are kind of in between. They kind of do some of both. Delta is like 52% for Republicans, 45 for Democrats. So it's like, mm -hmm. um, it's like the reverse of the Johnson Johnson or similar. You yeah. Know, something like that. Um, so I don't know. It's hard like to live in the world. I feel like I'm going to probably interact with some companies that are doing things that I don't love, but the most egregious of them, I'll try to avoid as much as I can, you know. Mm. Um, I saw a thing recently. Let me look. Let me find it. Uh, yeah. So on August 8th, someone tweeted a list of, um, I guess it's all fast food type places that are supporting yeah. Trump's reelection. And that was Bang, In-N-Out, Burger, Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell, McDonald's, Wendy's, KFC, Pizza Hut, Olive Garden, Waffle House, IHOP. <laughs> And Carl's Jr. And he said, so if you see me starting to get thinner in tone, don't ask me why. <laughs> yeah. This was by uh, at Billy Bob Sanders with a Z <laughs> who tweeted you know, that. It's but, funny that, that you you mentioned that, though, because that BET article has a lot of those, too. And I was thinking, wow, that's a lot of fast food. Who eats that much fast food? Oh, well, yeah, but they're, well, people eat 
at these places all the time, whether if someone, one person is eating at them all the time, I don't know that that was the point, but, but um, I love Taco Bell, so I was really sad to see them on that list. However, it's probably like the only fast food place I'll, I do really, but um, anyway, I was just reading this uh, thing in Newsweek and it said, Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell, and IHOP, IHOP also Newsweek, they don't make political donations. Um, so, but their CEO, the CEO do. probably is the one that did. Yes. So that's the thing. So, so is he making the donation as a pers personal, as a as a person, not as, as his company? But you know, and then it's like, are we? It's sort of like that um, Home Depot thing that came out because he was the the ex CEO oh, the, yeah, was like giving a lot of money to Trump, and and everybody was getting all crazed about it, except that. You know, he's not the CEO anymore and he's already got our money. Mm. <laughs> yeah, okay. so he, he's it's retired. like, um, and, and one thing about the Business Insider list, they list Goldman Sachs and didn't that go under or am I thinking about a different bank? I think they were one of the two big to fail ones, weren't they? I, okay. Well, I know there was one of the in big, huge investment firms that, that went under and I, and I know Goldman Sachs was involved. Maybe they were the ones that absorbed it. I don't know. Yeah, no, they're still, they're still okay. there. Okay, that just confused me because <laughs> I, you know, not that I have any money invested in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in these places. But, yeah, so I thought, you know, I mean, however little bit it is, I may not, uh, not do my Taco Bell, at least through this election cycle, and we'll see what happens. But um, but yeah, it's it's good to know, and it's also interesting. I didn't hear that part about um, Home Depot. Have it was the, it was the CEO who's gone from Home Depot, right? Yeah, he company, had been apparently. the founder and he was retired, so okay. he they were saying I mean, he I has guess nothing he, to do with us now. But I guess he gets money off the stock price or something. Yeah, but you know, mm. okay. um, and. I guess I think one of the things that actually has been vaguely effective is Twitter shaming of companies because yeah. yes. that seems to actually move the needle in how they behave unless that's all theater and it doesn't really make a difference. I, it's, it's, this well, is like, as don't, far don't as ask me know, questions. I am so cynical right now. Yeah. <laughs> It, when you say it makes them change their behavior, but I mean, they answer the tweet, but do they actually do something is another question. Yeah. I think they do, in some cases, try to at least take care of the, the, the particular angry customer that's complaining. So yeah. it might, I don't know if it changes systematically, but they will respond to that person and try to help them be, you know, satisfied or whatever it is. Like I remember about 10 years ago, there was a song that someone put out called United Breaks Guitars. Yes. Which was, <laughs> which was really, oh, really yeah, effective. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because I guess But they still, I still hear, well, I haven't heard any recently, but I have heard, I've still heard stories about airlines really fucking up musical instruments. Yeah, <laughs> I, my, my harmonium, I had a harmonium that got broken at LAX, which was oh. a bummer. So I have, I, I'm very cautious about what, I can get on put on the belt and one of the well that's another story yeah I, I i'm like i'm like it's like if i ever wanted to travel with my cello on a plane i would have to buy it a seat yeah oh yeah cello, it's not leaving so. my hands you know right right <laughs> but but yeah but that song i mean that really got united to be like at first they were not they weren't responding to his phone calls 
or anything or to try to make it right. And finally he was like, okay, you're getting a song. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they really wanted to reimburse or whatever, you know? Yeah, um, so that definitely can work. I'm not good at shaming people somehow, but, um, <laughs> but you know, but that's, that's one thing that you can do if, um, or at least like address it publicly. Like I could, I could do that. Like some people I see just like making a public query to a company on Twitter and that can get a response that, you know, people see and respond to, obviously. Um, the other thing that, oh, I just wanted to mention that there was just the recent boycott of SoulCycle and Equinox Fitness because they- Yeah, I thought that's going on still. That's still Isn't happening, yep. yeah. So I know a lot of people are leaving them. That's, they um, sponsored a Trump Fundraiser. The owner, the the owner, owner okay. is is sponsoring a fundraiser at the Brooklyn, the, not the Brooklyn Yards, the the fancy yard, the new build, big mall thing in Manhattan, mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. Hudson, Yards, Hudson Yards. Is that what it's called? Hudson yeah. Yards. Um, yeah, I think it's going on there, and the guy owns Soul Cycle and Equinox, but you know those are those are definitely um, very upscale gyms both of those places mm -hmm. you know I, I remember my daughter when she was living in manhattan uh, applying to work as like a receptionist at equinox because they paid good but she could never afford to actually be a member there yeah wow. for example right, right they're yeah. not cheap uh mm. it's a very fancy upscale place mm -hmm. so, so uh, are you saying that because this guy owns that company and he's giving money there's a separation or, or no, they're saying, I, no, the, there's not a separation. They're they saying boycott his companies because he's doing this thing. Um, and this is when, um, I have at least one friend who doesn't like these boycotts because that, you know, if they're effective, it's going to hurt the workers. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Um, but then it's like, it's it's one of these it's one of these late stage capitalism dilemmas you know because mm -hmm. people need jobs but uh you know and and should we do mass protests to basically put these places out of work and have all these people lose their jobs or should we concentrate our energy on on revitalizing the labor movement because you know, the, the last 30 or 40 years of union busting has, you know, it's reached, it's past its tipping point where workers are getting fucked over now. Well, I don't think we're doing the protest to close the places and have the people lose their jobs. We're doing the protest to let the, the owners know that they shouldn't be giving their money to Trump. Right. But the so unintended consequences could be the closing of the business and the losing yeah, of the jobs. Yeah, that's a consequence. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I saw, it's a weird balance. And you don't exactly know what will happen because you would hope that they might see that, even if they don't personally care, they'll see that their business interest would be better served by not donating to certain people. Yeah, rather I, than honestly, just... it would be better. I think it would be more effective if you know but i mean if it's in his own restaurant if like if he walks into some restaurant and they refuse to serve him because mm. he's giving money to trump like yeah. like that one restaurant in 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 dc yeah that threw out 
uh, what's her name? Sarah Huckabee, Huckabee yes. Sanders. Because yeah. <laughs> they didn't want to serve her. Yeah. And uh, I think I think you know that would that's more effective is to affect the people giving the money on a on an individual personal basis. Mm. Mm-hmm. But that's harder to do. One of the things, how do you, how do you find the, out about who's giving what? The FEC, the Federal Election Commission, keeps public records of this stuff. I mean, I know there, you know, and then and then there's that's uh, there's a lot of fighting in in government about whether like the the PAC uh, donor lists should be private or not. And this is why, because they don't, you know, and it has to, this all has to do, I think part of it, we can vote with our dollars and part of it is we have to, we have to uh, advocate for election finance reform. Yeah. That's important too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A couple of things. It's all these super PACs that are, you know, the dark money kind of thing is, is what is really, because that's, I think... The bulk of the money that's in politics right now is that dark money. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to say a couple of things. Um, yeah. The one of the things that really upset me about the owner of um, Equinox and SoulCycle, that the comment that I heard him say was that, or the CEO, I guess, I'm not sure who the owner is and who the, I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out who it's, owns and who is the person <laughs> right now but anyway um (laughs) he the comment that i read was that he wasn't supporting trump for the racism racism he was supporting trump for the tax cuts and that was (laughs) so infuriating separated exactly exactly so that's my point like that's i think where yeah boycott but also call out the bullshit in such a statement as a matter of fact that's partly i might Conject, conject, conject. Is that it? Is that an <laughs> It is now. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if that's a word. Conjecture. Or not. Yeah. Well, well yes. She's making a different. I'm making a different form of that word. Okay. But, she's uh, verbizing. She's verbizing a, a noun. Yes. Or in an adjective. In part, <laughs> that's how this podcast got started. By someone sort of splitting hairs about why one might support trump yeah oh and, uh, yeah join join for the tax cuts stay for the racism yeah <laughs> or, the, or, the, or the racism doesn't matter he can't possibly mean that because he's a smart man i think was the quote uh. um so yeah no yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that, yeah it doesn't work like that no no so calling shit like that out online you know re- regardless of how you I, hopefully spend your dollars elsewhere if you can but also, yeah, I mean, I think it's important to speak out if you hear your friends saying things like that and convincing themselves that that makes any sense at all. That's not a thing, no. <laughs> you know. And the other thing I wanted to talk about, sort of the, pos- the flip side of this, is voting with your dollars to support something. Like, for example, yes. with, um, with Nike, there was a big boycott against them because of um, Colin Kaepernick taking a knee and... You know, yeah, there was a boycott, but more people were upset by the boycott and purposefully went out and bought Nikes to support him and them. And their their stock went down a little bit, but then their sales went up. Yeah, so, I have more issue with their their manufacturing 
process. That's then, the thing. You know, it, it, <laughs> that's the thing, you know. <laughs> uh, I a few years ago, I was concerned about this because I've been concerned about this topic a while for a while who I want to boycott or whatever. And I remember there getting to be an app that you could put on your phone that when you wanted to buy something, you top, tapped it into your app and it let you know whether it, what their practices were. And uh, I don't know what became of that app. Uh, disappeared off my phone somehow. I didn't have enough room for it. But uh, it sounds like now with everything so confused, there has to be an app to do this. Uh, yeah, I think there is. I can do some research to find that. And I think that's a helpful thing. You know, I don't know that I can make every purchase based on this kind of philosophy, but I can get a basic idea of companies that I, gen I generally feel comfortable with and those that I don't. And if buying a big item or something, I can kind of try to pay attention to that. You know, I think that's the thing. Like, I don't know that I can, I'll speak for myself, I don't know that I can be perfect at this but I can try to do my best and try to reduce harm in mm -hmm. the world. And I think that's how I, I think about it. But the other one I wanted to say that I definitely supported what, and you know, there might be a big reason to not buy Cheerios. I'm not sure, but I know that when they came out with their commercial with the interracial family, yeah. mm, which was so cute and, and cool. And the comments um, were so ugly especially on, you know, you, you don't want to look at the, the YouTube comments ever, I guess, but it was so, people were so offended and saying, you know, it's going to be racial genocide and they're pushing their agenda and all, you know, it was really the very, very con crazy conservative backlash over a fucking cereal commercial. And I thought it was so beautiful that I, abs I wanted to support showing different kinds of families on you know, TV and out in the world. And, and I thought that was a really cool thing. So then I started buying Cheerios for a while to well, support that. That's that's one of those companies, um, which is basically General Mills. Um, mm -hmm. right. And there's like, you know, especially if you're talking about food, um, there are very, very few choices on the market. And I think there's maybe five companies that pretty much own everything that you buy in the store in a mm. grocery store um and they all have there's a million subsidiaries you know like keebler and and uh the, and uh, whatever i guess cheerios is actually general mills but they own um so much stuff i i, I remember somebody was pissed off about something and it could have been something you know that i was an advocate for and they were, you know, I just saw a comment on Facebook. So well, I'm going to boycott General Mills. And I and I found a chart that showed everything they sell. And I posted the chart and I said, good luck with that. Because mm -hmm. it's like, you know, unless you're growing your own food, all of it, you're buying something that they own. It, right, it's right. like if, if it's, you know, it's like it's like Procter and Gamble. It's like General Mills. I think there's like <laughs> I can name the the five companies oh i also i also really really love uh and that's not really love love is is, is sarcastic um that uh bear bought monsanto and changed monsanto's name to bear 
you know, bear oh. the, the aspirin people. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. They bought I, Monsanto and said, yes. "Oh, we're gonna call. It's all gonna be bear now because Monsanto's kind of it's it's like it's like when um, Time Warner changed their name to Spectrum. Like, who are you fooling?" <laughs> Interesting. That I did not know that. Yeah, and that's that happened. Sneaky. That happened like a couple of like last month, I think, uh, wow. when that merger went through, and and that and that's like that and that turned. Mon well, I guess Monsanto was probably uh, an international company, but now they're based in Germany because Bayer is a German company. So right. I don't know. <laughs> it's hmm. there's. We can affect, I, you know, the smaller business, the smaller the business, the more we can affect it with our dollars. But once the companies get so, you know, those kind of companies are like too big to fail because they've got their tentacles in everything. And it's like, you know, if they if they suddenly stopped doing what they do, we would all starve to death. Mm. Well, I think that back in the day when when Ellen DeGeneres first came out and Wendy's decided to uh, drop their sponsorship of her TV show um, and I stopped going to Wendy's, I don't think Wendy's has noticed that I haven't been there. Probably not. But, see, I don't know. I mean, I really have to believe that I have to believe that it has some effects and I have to believe that it's better to be aware than not about these things. That's true. I feel better doing that. Well, of course, because you're not eating fast food. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just you're going to feel better just any just not doing that to begin with. Yeah. And the other, th the other thing, though, is that supporting smaller businesses in general really helps those businesses it yeah. helps it helps them more than we can hurt giant corporations yes that's but i think that is a good thing that's you know even more important it's like for example helping yeah. small helping small independent businesses like artists and musicians and also other people i mean i'm hint, hint. <laughs> just only i'm only saying that because i'm an artist and a musician and robin is a yeah. musician and and mary's an art a theater artist and um yeah but but you know, tiny micro businesses like ours, it affects, if you support us with your dollars, it affects us to a much greater degree than boycotting a giant corporation. Yeah. And it can do, in a way, you can and do you can both. Do both. Like, yes. I, like I didn't, I ne didn't necessarily swear, well, even before the thing about Home Depot supporting Trump was a, you know, a part of the discussion, um, there was a small hardware store in my town and I would always go there first because like if I could find what I needed you know from the the mom and pop store like I would really want to take it you know I yeah. really want to help out and be part There's of that and so be part of community so and few it, of those yeah well see that's the thing is not there anymore and oh. but I tried I tried. Yeah, I <laughs> you know. know. I know. We there's a there's a surviving ace hardware within driving distance of our house and we do go there a lot. Yeah. Because, you know, it's because we wanted to stay there. <laughs> we wanted to right. still be there. So it's not just Home Depot or Lowe's. Right, right, exactly. So that's sort of my game plan. I try to remember even like roadside stands and things like that, that or organic farming, you, you know, know local small farmers places. market. Local places, yeah. So like try to do that. And if 
I can't find the thing. I'm I'm probably not at this point going to not go to one of the big stores that may or may or may not be supporting something, but I will do my best to do the better thing first. You know, yeah. that's kind of how I how it lands for me. Yeah, and I also I also do like the the concept of helping small businesses and also hurting big businesses at the same time because you're taking that dollar and spending it in a small place instead of the big place. Right. So welcome to late stage capitalism. <laughs> Hello, this is Robin Renee. You can find me online at robinrenee.com. And my music is on iTunes, CD Baby, Pandora, Spotify, and elsewhere around the web. So check it out. And you can like me at facebook.com slash robinreneefan. Tweet at me at spiritrocksexy. And follow me on Instagram at robinreneemusic. I would love to hear from you. So this is uh, the end of the summer for us because I need to be blanket forting for the rest of this month. Uh, we will be back in September. Uh, our first show of the new season, I guess, will be uh, on September 11th because that happens on a Wednesday just randomly. Um, yes. we did I'm not, not sure what we'll talk about yet. Choose that auspicious day on purpose, but... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> not totally on purpose. No, but... Uh... No, it's also that's a nine eleven is a weird thing because it's like I will always be glancing at a clock in the morning and it's nine eleven most of the time and I don't know why that happens with me but um, so we had recently at the beginning of August uh, we had uh, Lamas or Lunasa which is a, a our pagan the first pagan harvest festival. And uh, Robin and I hung out at the Hands of Change picnic down in Mercer County, I want to say. Princeton-ish. Yeah. And it was a good time, even though it was like a thousand degrees and very, very sweaty. And everyone got to see me running around in my, in my matching bra and panties because I just couldn't deal with clothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was it was nice, and it's sort of that's a f festival that I don't necessarily think a lot about or do a lot of plans around personally. But it's it's a nice time for gathering mm -hmm. and just sort of sharing um, some fellowship, I guess you could say. So I'm, and tomatoes and tomatoes. Mm. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Wendy gave me some great fresh tomatoes, which were amazing. <laughs> I have so many more tomatoes; it's insane. I planted too many plants. I'll, I'll come I take could more use a tomato for sure. Yeah, I could use a couple. Yeah. Yes, there will be gift baskets at the next uh, Pathfinder session. Trust me. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, but this is the time of year where I think it's it's. You know, I, it still feels very much like summer, but then all of a sudden I start seeing Halloween pop-up stores and <laughs> crazy things like that. And, and the, the summer things are just on um, big discounts and you realize like, oh, okay, they're changing over now. So I try <laughs> to get in all of my beaching and everything because it's, it's the time is fleeting. You know? Yeah, so Costco kind of, starts its Christmas 
displays around now too. So that's insane. That's too early. <laughs> I know. Well, it's I think part of it there was you know, and then there were all these these summer Black Fridays. It's like how many Black Fridays are we gonna have now? It's like every every Friday in July was a Black Friday for some some store sending me an email. Wow. And uh yeah, and yeah I, no, there used to be a thing where they would call, talk about Christmas in July, but now Christmas in July seems to be all summer long. Well, it's also, I think Christmas in July started because if you are a crafter, you need to start your Christmas crafts now, or you need to have started them in July, mm-hmm. so they're ready to sell at the Christmas flea markets that happen in October and November. That makes sense. You know, you're you're sewing, you're knitting, all of that crap. You need to be doing yeah. it now. If you well, haven't started it, you're late. So, <laughs> well, I I was actually thinking of Hallmark Channel on on the cable TV is showing all Christmas movies all summer long. So. See, I I can't even turn that channel on. It's just I I, I feel like I'm going to get diabetes if I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, this summer this. I was in need of diabetes. I can't watch this. I mean, I, I for me, for me, uh, my blanket fort consists of cartoons of various kinds. Uh, usually, the funnier, the better. <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I'm not quite in the blanket fort, but I am in the. I'm a little bit um, wanting to stay a little closer to home. I have so much to do, just like work things and pro- like getting done projects that I keep. Of not avoiding, but just not getting to. So that's going to be the thing yeah. that I'm doing over the next couple of weeks, which is good. You know, and I'm not. Oh, I'm not going to say I'm not going anywhere because I will. I know there's <laughs> going to be some naturist something or other that I want to go to. <laughs> and also, maybe, maybe I don't know. I want. I still want to advocate for these museum trips that we keep talking about. We want to take. <laughs> yes. and do a show about. we were going to do that in the summertime when we had nothing else to do. <laughs> right. Yeah, that didn't quite. <laughs> Well, we will reconvene and figure those out because I do like the uh, the away gigs. So yeah, well, we also we well, we need to get to that Brooklyn Museum Pride thing because that won't be there forever. I think yeah. it's going away in December, so okay. we need to get on that. So yes, let's do that. But <laughs> I'm really happy to take a rest too, and I think um, you know we all need to get our mental space in order, and I have physical world spaces to organize yeah. and that's going to be a good a good a little break so happy about that yeah i'm uh i'm looking forward to just chilling and you know it's like i'm finally home usually this is this is also like the week we're recording this is world con week usually and and right now everybody's gathering in dublin and if i had the money i would be there and not de- tending to my garden, which really needs tending because stuff is ripe every... I ever have to go out every day and pick stuff and and then decide how I'm cooking it or preserving it before it goes bad. Uh, and my neighbors, I'm sure, are thrilled that I only planted three zucchini plants this year, so nobody's getting, like, midnight zucchini on their porch, <laughs> which I did last year because there was just so much. Um I was looking but, forward to your zucchini surplus. So I guess I'm I'm out of luck. Yeah, I'd like some zucchini too. Uh, uh, if that, one, any... that one zucchini you gave me, I got three meals out of. 
Yeah, I'm getting three or four meals out of the ones I I'm using. So uh, nice. No, it's the tomatoes were the were the bumper crop this year. <laughs> so I because it's like I started a whole bunch of plants and none of them died. So they're all like, hey, we have tomatoes for you. Like, oh my god. So right. this is what Lusa uh, Lamas is Lusana. Yes. Uh, Lunasa. Lunasa. I'm, I'm <laughs> That's the Gaelic. Mixing my words. Uh, <laughs> That's the Gaelic part. Yeah, so it's the bumper crops. Yes, yes. And mm. and uh, we had a break in the weather, which was nice. I'm sure that'll go away soon. <laughs> uh, obviously, obviously, we've talked enough if I'm talking about the weather. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gotta get going. So we wish everyone a wonderful rest of the summer. And see you all... Uh, in in September, and we'll, we we will be posting on Facebook, and uh, you know, stuff. yeah, catch us online. Just won't hear our, you just won't hear me bitching about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care, everybody. <laughs> bye bye. You've been listening to the Let's Skate podcast. Find us online at letsskate.com, on Twitter at Let'sgate, and on Facebook at Let'sgate. The Let's Gate, the shape of progressive conversation.